Welcome to the Play Hard with Bill podcast with your hosts, and John. That's a rock. That's a rock. Welcome back to another episode of the Play Hard Look Dope podcast with your hosts, Ebony and John. Super excited for this episode because we have John's son. Hello. How's it going, everyone? What's up, dude? (laughs) This is exciting. Uh, We have some interesting questions and we're excited for Mm. that. So without further ado... Let's get into it. Very excited. I'm very happy to be one of the first people interviewed. Thank you. Welcome to the show, Cole. How are uh, you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I had a good day today. Um, not much. I just went to the gym and then biked on over here. Yeah? Mm-hmm. How was the bike ride over here? Um, A lot, but you know, <laughs> okay. well, it wasn't too bad. My road rage wasn't that bad today. Okay, that's good. You can't have like really bad road rage so, on like, a city bike. So you've become like an avid biker junkie how did you get into all that how did um, you bike all over well so basically um uh i would say around like eight ten years ago my dad and uh used to have us every other weekend and we would my sister dad and i we would all go biking every sunday and we'd bike all the way up to the oh, yeah. gw bridge oh, and gosh. then we did that for like i would say five or so years and then after that realized that i don't like spending money on ubers so i decided to bike everywhere because it's much more affordable and much more fun that's amazing and and who used to fall off their bike all the time oh my sister was notorious (laughs) for falling off her bike uh every single time and she would get these like terrible wounds yeah i I heard what what was uh our discussion Before she fell off, we, you and I would. Oh yeah, back. yeah, uh, yeah. No, we would like be betting like when it would happen and stuff. <laughs> We'd be like, "Oh no, it's gonna be ten minutes," and my dad would be like, "No, no, it's gonna be 30. And I was like, "Oh, we'll see." And, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it she was. was every day. She was a trooper, though. She was. Yeah. She she didn't get too upset about it. Right. So I have a question. I noticed that you've been going to the gym a lot lately. Look at those guns, dude. I know. Your dad has been telling me about, like, every time you go, he's like, Cole's at the gym, Cole's at the gym. And it's, like, for (laughs) hours at a time. So, like, what got you into the gym recently? Um, Well, I'd say, okay, so during COVID, I uh, tried to, like, um, I I tried to buy dumbbells, which, uh, for, like, a home, like, workout, essentially. But it was really, really hard to get uh, dumbbells and like uh, workout things during mm-hmm. COVID because of the massive shortages. So I was able to buy these uh, Bowflex dumbbells and I used them like almost every day. But nice. then um, the next year we were back in person for school. So then I had to find another way to like work out because it wasn't like like it wasn't optimal to work out at home every day. Yeah. So I got a gym membership and I got really into it. But then I stopped. And then recently, my good friend um, Evan uh, got into the gym too. So we've been like, you know, hitting the gym a lot together, and it's a lot of fun. And he's trying to get stronger because he started off a little skinny, but he's certainly building muscle. Yeah. And I don't know, it's just a fun environment. And I don't know, I enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is your typical kind of like workout? Well, okay, so I have a weird uh, split compared to most people. A lot of people do push pull legs, but I do chest back triceps um biceps and shoulders and then legs as a day uh, okay. as a time and it's um draining and a lot of times when, i can't believe his arms <laughs> damn no but um a lot of times when um i'm working out i'm just like oh i'll just add this in i'll just add this in it's fun like yeah. i know i finished my workout in like an hour 30 minutes today then i was like oh uh why don't i do some abs and biceps like that might be fun uh, then 
I try every day to go to the sauna for like 15 to 20 minutes just to like I love the sauna relax and like like take a minute for myself and then yeah. I shower at the gym um yeah I don't know I I, I go to um crunch fitness big fan I just that's recently. funny because when I first came to New York City I went to crunch fitness <laughs> so yeah so let me ask you this what does it feel like how how is it growing up in New York City well that's a good question. <laughs> um, I, I would say very different than what a lot of people grow up with. And it's very different than what a lot of people would think it would be. Just because like um, in a lot of ways, it starts off a lot more restrictive. Like, you know, in, uh, I visited my friend who lives in upstate New York um, when I was like 10 or so. And, um, he was just like allowed to like do stuff, like, like walk to places and like be outside by himself, which was something I was not, uh, like, uh, I didn't have the same situation just because the city is a lot more dangerous in a lot of ways and mm -hmm. stuff like that. But then once I got to a certain age, it was just kind of like, okay, you can do what you want. You can get to your own places. You know how to do everything. I could just bike literally anywhere in the city so whenever what, I want. What was that age? I would say it was around like four to 15 something like that so it's pretty recent it is it's pretty recent a couple of years ago yeah and at that point it was um it, 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 it was like a quick transition from like i would say it was like around middle school like covid kind of made there was no transition period really because of covid so it went right from um like you have to be home by seven can't be out at dark uh don't go here to just me being like okay it's fine now. I can do whatever I need. Like if I need to go to the supermarket at 1130 across the street, like that's something yeah. I can do. So you felt like independence after that time. I mean, yeah, in a lot of ways. And also um, in, in a lot of ways, going to the gym actually makes me feel like safer in the city. And like, I don't know, when, whenever I'm walking past people, I'm like, oh, OK, um, I think I'll be OK. And I just try to read people. To make sure, you know, no one tries to, like, pull anything crazy because there's a lot of that kind of thing in the city right now. Yeah. Do, do you feel like the city, like, if if I were to ask you to describe the city and compare it from now to, like, a few years ago, would you say it's, like, what, what, do, you, what do you think about the city? Like, economically and also I'll, just, like, day to day, is it safe? I'll answer that with the story. Um, okay. So, basically, my friend and I were downtown uh, last week. And we were just like, you know, going to thrift shops, trying to get some good food. I don't know. It was a lot of fun. But basically, we were um, on Canal Street a few blocks away from my dad's old store that he used to own. And basically, um, there was this old lady that was just walking. Mm -hmm. And this dude ran up to her and just took her bag and started running. And like he was just like laughing at her and like making fun of her as she was running towards him because she, she couldn't catch up to him. And he was like, I got your bag. Ha ha ha. And I was like, how old did he look like probably like 20s? I don't know. Wow. It's just kind of like, OK, it depends what area you're in. Like, for example, my dad's area used to be a really nice area in the city, um, but it's gone a little downhill, I would say. And like when I'm there, I feel like I don't know, like there's definitely worse places in the city, but it's not as good of an area as it used to be. Yeah. And like just outside of his building, I've been like threatened and people have been like crazy. Really? Wow. But I don't know. Like well, we see the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah I just didn't right. know that. Like, you know, but like right. that. Uh, around the area where like my friends live and stuff, I feel pretty safe. And my um, I don't know. I know my sister, for example, is a lot more like scared of the city in a lot of aspects. And yeah. like it uh, doesn't feel comfortable walking alone at night and stuff. But with me, it's just like more of a, 
Um, if there's some people out and I can read the people and like, you know, there's doormen and stuff, I feel a little bit better. And worst case, I can just hop on a city bike and go home. Okay. Yeah, he hops on city bikes all the time. I know. I do. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm a top 1% rider, not to brag. So you, you were talking about um, fears in New York City and how it was before. What's your biggest fear overall in life? Uh, there's two, but they're not like, you know, heights or anything like that. It's okay. My first fear has to be crocodiles. Just like crocodiles? Because, okay. We, <laughs> what? So we, we went to Africa um, over spring break, which was a crazy trip. Highly recommended trip of a lifetime. Yeah. But basically the uh, dude who does the safari, like, uh, and, you know, uh, drives the car and knows everything about it. Uh, he was telling us like, Oh yeah, there's a crocodile in the Nile that's killed 300 people or something like that. Wow, that's wow. which that's a lot. made me like, oh my god, like it, it, that's more than anyone in the world has, like yeah. you know, directly at least. And then there's like, you know, like a baby crocodile could rip your arm off, which just freaks me out. And oh. my second, it's like your spiders. Yeah. My second biggest one, it, which is more of a recent one, it's the uh, brain-eating amoeba thing I've seen. That thing like really scares the me. What? You know, um. Uh, so I sent you the video about how um, uh, this kid jumped in the pool and yes. basically uh, this like uh, uh, this like uh, bacteria or something swam up his nose and it just destroys your brain. And then the mother was told that she only has three days left with her like actual son. And that just sounds like the scariest thing ever. Just like losing your identity in three days. OK, so that's a big fear to have losing your identity in three years. Yeah. So you feel safer in New York City than you do with alligators who how many alligators have you seen crocodiles um, crocodiles, crocodiles actually and and um, random amoeba <laughs> like yeah honestly yeah like in the city i just feel like i know a lot of places so like there's like it, it's more of like a familiarity i'm much more familiar with it in yeah. a lot of ways and it's like oh i'm walking here oh i've been here before i know what's next and okay. i personally believe i have a very good sense of direction yeah. so like whenever i exit a building i'm like okay that way's east that way's west that way's up that way's down and i know like you know where i am which is good at least in the city because it's a grid system and i can just always feel like i know where my place is and where to go and in the city it's a lot about just like reading the streets and stuff like that like for example, if it's late at night and it's 12 a.m. and you're walking, you don't want to walk down like a random like one way street. You want to walk down like, you know, the two way streets yeah, like 72nd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like streets. 57, yeah. stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, no, just like certain avenues to walk on, certain avenues not to just like, I don't know. It, it's just about being smart about it. I have a question that's going to throw a curveball in this conversation uh -oh. right now. Oh, I can I can uh, put you both in the hot seat. Uh -oh. Let's see it. Cole, if you were to describe your childhood in, in about, like, you know, five words in a few sentences, describe your upbringing. Okay. Oh, <laughs> man. Right, we'll start with hectic. Um, a little bit all over the place, but also organized and very stimulated, I would say. Just because, like... Um, for those who don't know, I lived in Hong Kong for a year, which was a crazy experience. Yeah. And we, I got to visit, I was very lucky. I got to visit like 16 or 17 countries that year alone, which was just an amazing experience. And I got to see the world for like what it truly was. And I got to see the highs of the world, you know, the Ritz Carlton hotels and like Paris. But then I also got to see the small fishing villages in Cambodia where people make like $2 a day, which was a crazy experience. 
And I feel like that along with, um, like, I don't know, growing up in the city and having divorced parents was like, um, an interesting situation to say. And, but I, I don't think that my parents' divorce ever like limited me in any aspects. Cause parents are were were and are very supportive. Like, yeah. for example, if I don't see my dad for like four days, he knows I call him eight times a day because we <laughs> speak. I, I'll call him as I'm walking to the gym, while I'm at the gym, leaving the gym, making dinner. Uh, you know, right before I go to bed, it, it's just like random stuff a lot of times, and. Like, I don't know. I always feel like I had a support system in a lot of ways, but it was certainly like hectic and a lot of moving pieces. And I don't know. My dad could certainly tell you that when I was younger, I was definitely the more difficult child because, for example, <laughs> um, whenever um, um, whenever my dad would pick me up from my mom's house, he can vouch for this. I would have like the worst tantrums and I'd go totally. crazy and he had to like pull me out of the house. Literally, I'd be like yeah. holding onto the door yeah, and I'd be cool. crying and I was, I, I was not very kind. I apologize for that. And, um, yeah, no. No, it looked it, like I was, like, stealing a kid. Yeah, no, there were Amber Alerts yeah. for probably. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. It was a lot. But then I would say, as I got older, I got more pieced together and things made a little bit more sense. If you were to say, like, overall, your childhood was more positive oh, than negative? Oh, for sure. Okay. For sure, like... I don't know. I had, I had like separate things with both my parents. Like for yeah. example, with my dad, we'd go biking every weekend and on every Saturday night we would go and see a movie uh, at the movie theater. My dad got weirdly into these like children's <laughs> films made for eight year olds. And the animated stuff. Yeah. The animated right. stuff. Yeah. The animated. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, shout out to 2000s Pixar. It was amazing. But that frozen um, movie or something. Oh my no, God, but was, like, no, what, 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 yeah, um, what there, there were movies? so many movies. There was, uh, you loved Rapunzel. You loved, um, trying to think, uh, oh, there was yeah, so the, the frozen too. Oh, frozen. And, and the guy that, uh, uh Oh, was it Ratatouille? I Ratatouille, know, Ratatouille, I loved Ratatouille. Great movie. <laughs> there, 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 yeah. were, uh, there were a bunch of great movies. I was movies. looking forward to going to those. No, and he would watch the Disney Channel and stuff with us. And then every Wednesday night, we would watch um, Shark Tank and stuff like Shark that. Shark Tank, yeah. Because yeah, I was with him every Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, and then with my mom, it was like, like just a different vibe. And it was good having two separate things that you could like kind of piece together. And... I don't know. It, it, it was like, like with my mom, we would like stay in and watch like these intense, like crazy movies yeah. that, and I was like eight and I was like, literally what is happening? But it was an experience and you know, would get like popcorn and stuff. And, uh, yeah, but it, it was just different vibes, but I really liked that. I was able to get, uh, two sides of the puzzle. That's good. I mean, that's a good kind of, uh, positive way to look at everything. So speaking of that and, uh, uh, Divorced parents. Uh, what was it like meeting dad's girlfriend? Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. Every time, is it me though, or just? Yeah. Oh no, all, all, all the other ones, <laughs> the hundreds of them. No. Oh um, my god, that's a curveball for me. Uh, I would say it was like I don't know. It was a lot because my dad, no offense to him, didn't really introduce her too well in a lot of ways. I, I walked up to her on the street. And my sister goes, dad brought a friend with him. And I was expecting <gasps> it to be like Gary or something, like one of oh your friends God. or like Bobby. <laughs> and I walk over and I'm like, oh, who are you? And then I offered her a Tic Tac. Yes, and yeah. she was like, yeah, sure. And then we sat at dinner and I was just like really confused the entire time. I was like, what, what, who, who is this you woman? You know how nervous I was to do that? Yeah, probably yeah, very nervous. nervous I was. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, no one was 
not nervous. Well, well, no. Cole didn't nervous. really know, right? I was like, literally, what is happening? Jolie knew. I didn't know it. I was like nine, to be fair. Yeah, but you then. Were. We went to the uh, back to the house. Then I like grilled her for an hour or something. Yeah. And then the next morning, my dad woke up like really like angry. He was like, I can't believe you grilled her all night, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, and I had absolutely no idea. I was like, what? I was like, I did. And dad, my dad was like, yeah. And he was like, uh, why would you do that? I was like, I didn't even know I was doing I didn't anything know this wrong. conversation happened. Yeah. You know, he was all like pressed at me and I was like, what is happening? And I had no idea. And oh my god! It, it, it was a whole thing, but it was fun. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think your dad was probably super nervous. I was very nervous. You didn't know what we like. You, yeah, were, like, you know, but like, any time that I was left alone with you, I would like, I was like, and your dad would like try to purposefully leave me alone with you to like, yeah, no, make, yeah, like you know, to try to get us. Me, yeah, uh, me to for see. example, I'm a very um curious kid. Like if you drop me off with oh like some God, random so person, I will not stop asking yeah. questions. Right. Like, I don't know. It's taken everything for me not to be interviewing you guys right now. But, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Usually, yeah. I'm the interviewer, right. and um. I don't know. I I can just come up with question after question in situations yeah. where people would be so bored. I can just be like, oh, really? Totally. Tell me more. That's you get that from your dad because your dad's like that. Yeah. He, he literally if anyone comes into the store, they're like, oh, what neighborhood are you from? They're like, oh, from Chelsea. Oh, what part of Chelsea? Like, oh, like, I don't know. Eighth Ave. Like what, what street? It's like, <laughs> oh, 35th. Oh, right between this. And it's like a ongoing like yeah. questions. I, I got very lucky because my dad has always been in like sales and stuff like that and my mom always has been too like in two different types of sales but like they always had to be social and be doing social interactions all day and they always had to be on in a lot of ways so i don't know full of energy yeah essentially so i feel like meeting new people is a little easier for me because of that that's so cool you grew up going to um private school what was that experience like um I would say very positive in most aspects. Like, you know, uh, the school, like, was very, like, well-built in a lot of ways. And, like, it's a beautiful campus. And yeah. most of the teachers are amazing. And I would say it was very good in a lot of aspects in that way. But then also, like, there were some negatives. Like, first of all, it's an hour-long commute each way. It can okay, be a lot from where you than are. that. Yeah. Okay. And it's also, like, a lo- very demanding and very like exhausting in a lot of ways and our school was ran very differently than most other schools are and most other private schools are and it creates interesting dynamics for like when i meet other people because when i meet other people they're like oh what ap's are you taking blah 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 because and you know public schools and in other schools everyone takes ap's but in our school uh, our principal told us that all of our courses are like college level and stuff. So there's no APs anymore. And they completely got rid of them because oh, of all these terrible situations and stuff that happened because of how much, how stressed people were. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Our school is certainly a lot of work. That's for sure. How would you describe yourself as a student? Um, <laughs> um, I would say when I have a drive for something, I can get really, really into it. Like, for example, in history, um, I found a lot of times I was speaking more than the teacher in class and I was <laughs> way too into it. And um, like my teacher, like, for example, this one time my um, 
uh, this girl I was friends with was like, I'll give you $5 if you don't speak the entire time in history class. And I was like, okay, you got a deal. And then the teacher just started cold calling me because no one else was responding to questions. And our class was so built around the dynamic of me responding to every single question. <laughs> that is um, so funny. So like, I would say in a lot of, uh, in those ways, I'm like very um, engaged. But then like, you know, when something's like very boring to me, I, I, I have a tendency to zone out a lot, which is, not good, which is something I'm certainly working on, but it's, um, uh, I mean, like, it, it just depends on how interesting the topic I'm learning is and how, like, applicable to real life it is. Or apple, okay, applicable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> applicable. 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 Yeah. Applicable it is to, like, real life and, like, if I can really use it. But, like, I don't know. That's the way I describe myself as a student. So the question everyone is looking forward to is, did you win the five bucks? <laughs> I did not. No. <laughs> no I, I lost our classes around 45 minutes. I think I lost 25 minutes in. And I, I was trying to just be on my computer, just like ignoring the class, just tr to try to like not think of anything because we were talking about um, the Cold War, which I certainly know a lot about. And she was asking all these questions and stuff. And I have all these like stupid little fun facts and stuff that I could have said. But I had to just hold myself back from saying anything. So let me ask you this. College or no college? Do you think college is important? Do you think uh, you should go to college? Do you think everyone should go to college? Well, personally, okay. So um, I think a lot of things that you can learn in college, you could probably just like, you know, learn in a few months, just like doing classes and stuff. However... Uh, I do think that college in a lot of ways is really important for like opening you up and making the person who you really are in a lot of social regards. And I think that's like more than half of what college really is. And as for me going to college, I, um, I would say like, yes, because in the field I want to go into, it's like, just like, like, like it's a given you have to have gone to college in order to do any of the jobs that I want to be able to do because even with like connections and whatever, you still just have to have a degree from somewhere um, just to say that you did something just because, I don't know, a lot, of, a lot of times it's just like a meaningless piece of paper, but it is needed in a lot of places. I feel like I'm so anti-college. I don't know. I just feel like it's not as necessary. And your dad and I go back and forth about this all the time because he's very pro-college. I, I just, yeah. That's not true. No, I, it's... I am not so pro-college. Like, I think society practically demands yeah. you go to college. And I know the profession he wants to be. And they would not even like entertain my resume, him yeah. without going to college. It, it, it's, it's not like that. It's like... Um, something like, like, no, like I'm excited to go to college, but it's like not something that I feel like I would need necessarily. Like I feel like at 18 or 19, I could work like right away, but also college does help you, you know, transform into like someone who can actually like work in a society. So what is the profession you're interested in and why? Okay. So this is going to take me into a little bit of a tangent, but stay with me here. So basically, um, back when I was in seventh grade, uh, my friend, uh, Carson, love you, Carson. All my friends and I were really into playing Call of Duty, right? Like really into it. And basically I wanted to like, um, not play on my like, you know, 10 year old Xbox. So I was like, what should I do? And my friend Carson was really into technology. And basically he was like, you should build your own computer. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really hard. I have no idea how to do that, blah, blah, blah. He convinced me to do it. And then I did it. 
and it did not work. It did not. <laughs> Your it, first computer didn't it work? It did not work. <laughs> okay. It took me months to figure out what was wrong. And finally, I fixed it. I got it going. I was so excited. And then I was like, wait, I want to do more of this. This is really fun. So then I started a, um, a small like, computer uh, building business on eBay. And then I did do a... Um, com- and, and you were how old? <sighs> like 12, 13, something like that. And then I would buy stuff on Facebook Marketplace under my mom's account um, and then like resell it and flip it. And people were always so shocked when they saw me because I was like a 12 year old carrying around like $1,400 to buy a computer from someone with. And wow, did they always try to like, I know a lot of people always just try to um, like try to take advantage of that. But I'd always just like be like, oh, yeah, no, I, I made up this little story about how my um, dad was a cop and my mom was a lawyer. So we had the full prosecution team at home. <laughs> Wait, so that's what you told people? That's told everyone. <laughs> And basically, so no one really tried to mess with me that much. And then that got me really into um, technology overall. But wait, tell them about how you solidify these deals. Oh, yeah. Okay. So basically, um, I would scour Facebook Marketplace for like hours upon hours. And I would only do this whenever I needed money. Like I was like, oh, I want to get a new laptop. Okay, let me do this. So I would pull up Facebook Marketplace. And Facebook Marketplace does not have a very good like accurate search um feature so basically you have to scroll through like like you have to put in just like search up like just computer and go through tens of thousands of things that literally mean nothing and uh then you would find one you'd be like oh okay i'm gonna message this guy and you'd message that guy and i used to also do this on offer up but i did unfortunately get banned for lowballing people um uh oops um what can i say i wanted to make money and so um i would message like actually thousands of people and then uh, I would go and set the purchase up. I'd either go to like a precinct or do it in my lobby with my doorman watching. So like I didn't get shot or something, hopefully. And oh, so you would do it in front of a precinct so uh, nothing shady would go down. Yeah. Like, I don't wow, know. The, how smart is that? Yeah, that's I don't smart. know. The cops like knew stuff like that. And like I told them and they were like cool with it. But um, so, yeah, no, I, I did that for like a very long time and I, was able to amass a little bit of wealth from that, and each deal was, <laughs> um, I don't know, uh, each deal was worth like I don't know. I would say few, uh, I, none of them were worth less than like a hundred bucks. I would say it was from like two hundred to eight hundred in profit for each of them. But you know, you have to take on a lot of risk because you can buy something and something's not working. Like I bought this computer from this guy once, and the graphics card, which is the most expensive part, makes up like sixty percent of the cost of a computer was not working it was just fully broken so i was like screaming at this guy on the phone and he was like clearly trying to scam me and then finally i got him to come back in and uh he gave me my money back and it it was like a whole situation but like you know you can lose all the money you made in the day essentially so it had a lot of risk to do with it and i don't know i did prefer just to like you know building computers like on um on ebay i once sold to this um dude who was like opening up a business or had to buy computers for like his partners or whatever. And he asked me to build 10 computers in like a week or something, which takes a lot. Like these were very basic computers. So I could probably build them each in like an hour plus. But you know, the thing about building computers is that if you make one small mistake, you have to rebuild the entire thing multiple times to figure out what you did. And if any parts broken, you're just screwed basically. So that was like a grind to the night to download windows and a bunch of other things. And the profit margins on those were not very good. So it was just like a grind for like, n- not for nothing, but then you also have to bring all these 
like massive computers to FedEx, which weighed like 30 pounds each, which was a hassle. And yeah. And okay. And now I'm going to bring this to um, what I want to do in the future. So basically, (laughs) basically, um, so I got really into tech and stuff and I was like into every new CPU and GPU and a small computer part drop. And I would be watching YouTube videos about this stuff all day. I would be watching all the press conferences my mom and dad would always ask me to explain small things about like NVIDIA and Intel and wh- what did they actually do? And I was like, oh, they do this, this, and this. And they were like, oh, what does TSMC do? And I'd be like this, this, and this. And then I realized that I really liked like just like being a technology, but I hate coding. I, I just despise it. And be, uh, so I decided that I want to do something with tech, but only on the engineering side. So um, my ideal occupation when I'm older is either to work in uh, being like a venture capitalist in, for, in California or who, who knows where the tech capital will be by then. But just to like look into products and be like, will people buy this and either do that or private equity with some sort of uh, tech influence into it? Because I feel like, you know, tech is most certainly taking over the world. And um, I want to be involved in new revolutionary tech because I think that'd be a lot of fun. He needs to meet Lenny. Totally. So where do you think your passion for tech and money and finance and the stock market like came from? Okay. Well, as I was saying, um, okay, well, you know, I live in New York and New York is most certainly the economic capital of at least the U S and if not the world. And, um, I, I like grew up with my mom watching all these like intense, like, um, economic movies, you know, the big short, the Wolf of wall street. I saw these movies, at younger ages probably than I should have seen them at. But <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. that's kind of cool. Like Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. amazing movie. I've seen it like 40 times. But um, I was like, wow, that's cool. I want to do that. And um, basically that got me into economics in a lot of ways. And by like, I don't know, I could say 11 or 12, I'd be calling my uh, age, 11 or 12. I'd be calling my dad every day and trying to give him stock tips and I'd be like, oh, you should buy this stock. You should buy that stock. And he'd be like, oh, you should buy this. And I opened up a brokerage account uh, uh, with Schwab a few months later. And I might have, I, I, I don't know. Mm. Basically, with Schwab, you're not allowed to make a certain amount of trades once you're, um, if you're under like $20,000 in investments. And I have like $800 in the account. And I'd be <laughs> making like 28 <laughs> trades a day. And you're only supposed to make three so they kept on sending me notices like you can't do this, you can't do this, and I just kind of ignored them. So, yeah, and um, uh, I don't know. You can ask my dad about this. I did tell him in December of what was it, 2020, 2020 to buy GameStop stock. I was like, Dad, it's gonna go to five hundred dollars. I promise you. And my dad, and my dad was like, Okay, maybe it'll go up to like thirty bucks, but no way it's gonna go up to a few hundred. I'm like, Dad, yeah. I'm telling you, buy the stock. He ended up buying it and well made a couple bucks yeah so then for that i i had another question i actually wrote it down just now last last minute um what side were you on with the whole game stop suits or the sweats like okay personally i thought it was just kind of like a very interesting mildly funny situation because i it was just like all these like huge private equity companies and huge hedge funds just like losing billions and hours just because like a bunch of like excuse my language, idiots online were just like, oh, yeah, let's just buy the stock. Oh, yeah, let's see what we can do. And it was just a huge just compilation of tens of millions of people just buying the stock. And it was just kind of funny to see that, like, just regular people could do that. 
But it was also, you know, kind of an intrusion of the finance world. But I thought it was cool that regular people were able to like, you know, actually be able to change the market in a lot of ways and uh, stop like big corporations from bullying like smaller corporations that shouldn't be um, so like pushed down in the stock market and stuff like GameStop was valued at like I think it was like at one point it was like $50 million and the company's worth more than that, in my opinion, at least. So I don't know. It also helped them get to a fair valuation in a lot of ways. And I thought the overall um, like craze about it was kind of cool to see that people could get this interested into investing. And it certainly did spark a lot of people my age. However, I think it was bad in a lot of ways because it also um, led a, a lot of people my age to make horrible and I mean terrible investing decisions, just like losing thousands in seconds, like with options trading and stuff. And I would personally never like recommend that. Like if my mom or dad would ever be like, oh, ask, uh, like, like whenever they would ask me about a stock or something, I'd be like, don't buy more than this amount, but this stock looks interesting or uh, this might go up, this might go down. And it was always just stuff like that. Like, um, like, yeah, I don't know. So in my opinion, I think it was a whole, it, the whole situation was a cool situation, but overall it was something that's not sustainable and shouldn't happen too often because it did upset the finance world quite a lot. So we spoke about like what you want to be and how it was growing up mm -hmm. and so forth. Um, you are totally into what sport and why. Okay. So anyone who knows me very well knows that, um, like, you know, I'll watch like, you know, other sports, like I'll, I'll be able to like sit and watch some basketball. I do watch football every Sunday. However, the sport that has dominated my life for, <laughs> I would say the, almost the entirety of my life has to be hockey. And like, it, it, it's just like, um, I don't know, it's just like inside of me. Like it's part of my personality in a lot of ways. Like every time the Rangers lose in the playoffs, oh, I'm a New York Rangers fan. Um, every time they lose in the playoffs, it's just depression for a week. Just like me being in my bed, just like not being able to do anything. Yeah, else. you would take those pretty hard. Yeah, every time you they lost. Well. I mean, I was okay. Like I, I, I gave up after a while. I, 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 I was just like, just like I don't know, sitting there head down for like a week, and my mom and dad would be like, Are "You good?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." But um, no, uh, my dad and I and uh, Ebony got to go to a ton of playoff games, which was so much fun. And I know I just love the culture. I think it's a really fun sport. I think it's a great sport to watch. It's very fast paced, but it's not like fast paced like basketball. It's more I would say it's more rewarding in a way like like it's um, everything's all over the place. But there's only like, you know, a few goals a game, which make them more special in a lot of ways. And you get these amazing highlights and it's not as big. It's not as big of a sport as, you know, basketball or football. But I kind of like that in a lot of ways. And I like less people like knowing about it in a lot of ways because it makes like when you speak to someone about hockey who knows about it so much more fun. And I would say uh, like I'm very involved in like uh, like, for example, every day I'd be searching up uh, like Rangers trade rumors, stuff like that, because I'm just very interested in it. And I would send them to my dad and then we would have discussions every yeah. night about it. And we would be talking about it like we're moving millions of dollars or something like that. We own the team or whatever. But we, we were just, you know, enjoying the sport. And I find the kind of cult of um, uh, like the 
the cult fan base a lot of fun because you get to enjoy everything together. And whenever you guys get a victory, everyone gets a victory and everyone's just so excited and enthralled. Yeah, it's like we won. Yeah. We didn't play, but we won. Yeah, yeah. like my mom was always like, why do you always say we or uh, whatever when it comes to a sport? And I'm like, because they're my team. I love this team. They are part of me, we. So, yeah. What do you think of the Rangers going into this season after that horrible, horrible playoffs last season? Well, it's certainly a wake-up call for them because they need to, you know, play with some heart in the playoffs and stuff and, like, you know, really give it their all. And I feel that we're going to be a very similar team in the regular season, but I feel that we have some potential to go deep in the playoffs. Whether that's winning the Cup, I, I have no idea, but I feel that we're a good enough team to do some damage. So uh, we just covered sports. What about music? Okay, so um, might be a little controversial, but I'm a very big um, Kanye fan. And, um, I, you know, I don't support anything he said or anything, but I think that him as a person has a lot of, um, like, just, like, soul in his songs and stuff. And a lot of his uh, songs are very relatable. And I feel like a lot of them are done in... Like, a, a lot of songs these days are just made to, you know, win algorithms in a lot of ways. And he's very, like, anti that. Like, his songs are all, like, just, like, art pieces that are all, like, stringed along together. And they tell a story overall, which I really enjoy. And, you know, like, he, I, it, it's just, like, um, like, like a, a lot of his songs are just so relatable that you can just really enjoy them, which you don't find in a lot of, like, mainstream songs these days. Like, a lot of mainstream songs are just, like, uh, rappers being like, oh, I did this, and then I did that, and then I did that. And you're like, okay, that's cool. No, and, no and they other didn't person. even do yeah, that. Yeah, they didn't even do they them. Like, they're just that. lying yeah. about it. Yeah. So, Whereas, so how many of Kanye's albums do you want? Um, so, I got, okay. So, so separate, yes. separate tangent um last uh winter or two winters ago or something like that i got really uh, i wanted to get a vinyl player and my dad bought me a vinyl player and i bought a bunch of connie albums but then i realized that i was really stupid because i didn't have speakers or a receiver to set them up with <laughs> and i had become really became really good friends with um this guy who works on best buy on 45th street and he, I was like asking him and he was like, gave me all these recommendations. So a year later or two years later, I guess where we are now, I currently own like $10,000 worth of sound equipment that I bought with my um, computer <laughs> sales. Wait, I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, um, wow. And I own like every single Kanye album on vinyl and a bunch of other vinyls and it, it, it took over our house, our small apartment in a lot of ways. Like there's just so much sound equipment everywhere. And um, I had to take out insurance policies and stuff because, you know, if I break my receiver, it's, you know, $2,000 down the drain. So I mean, it's wow. a lot. Yeah. I mean, I hope that Kanye one day knows this <laughs> and that he can uh, Hopefully he'll see this, this one day. But you know? who, who are your other favorite artists? Um, I really like Coldplay. Um uh, a lot of Coldplay songs I really like, you know, they're just like, you know, a lot of fun to listen to. And then I also, um, 
my guilty pleasure has to be like 2000s pop because uh, it's just the stuff I grew up with on the radio. You know, I, I enjoy listening to it. I, a lot of it's on my gym playlist. I have, you know, a bunch of 80s rock songs on my gym playlist because, you know, they get you moving. And like name one, uh, you know, you got like ACDC, Highway to Hell, okay. Back in the Black, stuff like that. Wow. And That's good. Wow. You have like eclectic music yeah. taste. Yeah. Though, right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, take on me and stuff like that. Your I don't dad know. is straight up hip hop. That's it. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, there's, um, it, it's a big mix, especially on like workout playlists. I find that if you put too much of one thing, it just doesn't get you motivated. So you have to put a little bit of everything. You got to have some pop, some rap, some rock. Oh, see, I agree with that. Like I'll have Guns N' Roses come up and then I have Biggie yeah. and Madonna and, you know, it's but all over. when I'm just walking in the city, I can just listen to like, you know, rap and pop and whatever. I, I, I don't really need a huge mix of stuff. But like when I'm working out, I need motivation. So you're not supposed to be having headphones on when you're walking in the city. We always discuss this. Son. No comment. Son. No well, comment. I have an interesting question. Um, what is it like? I guess, I mean, I can't even believe that I am going to ask this and say this, but Uh-oh. what is it like having an quote unquote influencer dad <laughs> or, a, <laughs> no, <laughs> or um, a dad who has like a little bit of a platform on a social media? No, it, it, it's like kind of funny because like people um, walk up to me um, at school and stuff and they're like, I saw your dad on my TikTok and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. I would be anything so else. Good. And uh, it, 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 okay, let me say this. It's most certainly a great icebreaker. Like you're talking to someone, you're like, oh yeah, look at this. My dad's on TikTok, 700,000 followers. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, I've seen him before. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I don't know. It, it, it's just kind of funny because, you know, it, it's just something that you can use to like your advantage in a lot of ways. And people like just kind of talk about it. And it's kind of funny. I don't know. And I don't know. That's about it. Do you think it's cringy at all? Like any of oh, his videos? Oh, for sure. Like yeah. 99% of them. They're just like, uh, my friend's like, look at this. And I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I, I personally don't watch any of his videos at all. Something I That's will good. probably never do. That's good. But um, no. Will, will you watch this podcast? Probably not. Well, uh, first of all, there's well, no video. Will you listen to this podcast yeah. when it like, airs? Actually, I might. Like maybe at the gym or something. That could be fun. And I don't know. But, but you won't listen to it while you're walking in the city because you don't wear headphones when you're walking in the city. Well, actually, I wear earbuds, not headphones. We'll walk oh, in the city. see, the semantics yeah. come out, man. Yeah. And I'm with you on the semantics because I have to listen to podcasts when I walk well, through the city. Well, you put one in, in one ear, you know? Yeah. Speaking of the city, I wanted to ask you a question before, but I, I didn't. Um, what do you think of it economically since you're really into finance and the stock market? What do you think the city needs to do to be in a better financial state? Well, okay, so the city is... Like, overall, I still love New York City. Like, you know, there's a lot of bad things. The crime rate's up a little bit. The economy, like, stagnated for a little bit. But mm-hmm. overall, I still love the city. It's still the city of opportunity. If you really want to get something, you can, if you just work hard enough for it. However, uh, the city has, like, I would say since, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, has gotten, like, noticeably a lot more... um like bureaucratic in a lot of ways. Like you need a hundred people to do something. And it's like, I don't know, a, a, a lot of, um, you have to go through all these different like, uh, things just to get one thing done. Like it, it would take them like 15 years to build a train station. 
or something like that. And it's it just still something does. that people need. Yeah, and, yeah. And way over budget. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's still pretty uh, we can't just, <laughs> much like that. We can't just like, you know, go and do something like we can't just be like, oh, we need to get that sidewalk fixed. OK, it's fixed one night. Yeah, it, it's like a long drawn out process all the right. time, which, you know, it's good because of checks and balances in the government. But like it just slows everything down to like um, just an annoying pace. Yeah. And people like celebrate like when their streets get repaved because they're so destroyed. Um, <laughs> and it's like, oh, sure. like, I don't know. Why do they repave the streets at the end of the summer? Going know. into the winter and it not at the beginning. It makes no sense. It really doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, that's the question. And yeah, that's a good it's question. It's just like, I don't know. And overall with like, you know, um, stores and like restaurants and stuff, I feel like the city did handle COVID and possibly like, you know, in terms of closing everything down was like a lot. But like, I feel like they tried to even it out a lot with like, you know, giving restaurants all this outdoor space, which I would say almost every New Yorker really enjoyed, you know, just being able to like be outside and eat at night and stuff or during the day, which was really cool. But a lot of that did go away, which is unfortunate. But yeah. Last question. What is your proudest moment? <laughs> We're going to end this on a positive note. I like that. <sighs> hmm. It's a good question, actually. I would say... In your long young life, what is your proudest <laughs> My long, long life as of now. Okay. Um, young life. Young, long life. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I would say, okay, so, uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you two because okay. there can't just be just one. Four or five years ago, um, it was spring break, and um, my mom, my sister, and I were just, like, really down and, like, kind of, like, depressed, and... Uh, my mom didn't plan like a trip or anything. And we usually went to like Florida or something to see my grandma during um, winter break. And I was like, mom, can we go somewhere? She's like, I'm not planning. I don't have the energy to plan it. And I'm like, okay, let me do it. So I planned an entire seven day trip to Mexico and I kept it under like <laughs> a few thousand dollars and it was awesome. What? And wow. I found a car rental. I found plane tickets. I found restaurants. You get that from your hotel. It, it was like a lot. And I was very happy once I did that. And my other proudest moment is like a few different moments, basically, like when uh, after I made my computer money, it didn't really feel like, you know, real money. You know, I just had money. Uh, um, like the money didn't really feel like like real money. Like, I don't know. It, it was just there. But then like once I was able to like actually start like buying stuff, like I bought just a TV, like it, it, I, I just bought myself a TV. And that just made me so happy. I was like, wow, I can actually buy stuff. You can ask my dad. I bought a laptop. Um for way too much money but um and then i returned it and then i bought it again at a cheaper price because i returned it and then was able to get it open box from best buy and uh, oh the my entire God. time <laughs> I, I, I would be calling my dad like every day i was like okay you're gonna be getting two thousand dollars back in your thing but i'm gonna be spending fifteen hundred of it and then this is gonna this and my dad was like okay, just, just just like just uh, do it okay? yeah you were over that weren't you and you're like whatever <laughs> like i don't know i just gave him the checks and he was like okay it's in the debit card you just you can use it whenever you want i'm like okay and um so i don't know like that being able to like actually buy stuff for myself was like a really proud moment i would say and I really enjoyed being able to like have my own money in a lot of aspects and being able to control. I, I felt a larger control over my life than I ever did. It's a sign of independence. Yeah, exactly. And like, like w whenever I wanted something, you know, like uh, of course I had like you know birthday and Christmas presents where I could ask for stuff like that. I'm very lucky to have that. But um, if I really wanted something, I could just be like, okay, I could just buy it. 
I have the money now. Why not? Like he pays for his own gym membership. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good thing. It's a lot, but yeah. No, that's a lot to be proud of at a young age. I yeah. mean, like, I, don't I mean, you're free to pay for my gym membership if that's yeah. what you're implying. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I have to say, dude, I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, thank you, Cole, for being on our podcast. No problem. Hopefully I'm on it again. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, you have to be on it because we have to have like a debate or something. Oh, fun. You're really good I bring at Evan on. Bring Evan on. Yeah, I bring your friends on. I mean, now you and I, we probably wouldn't debate as much because now we agree on a lot of things. <laughs> so it would be like the debate would be really short. But oh, I think yeah, no. Be... Ebony and I used to have crazy debates no, for like... hours on end. We would be walking to dinner and I'd bring up like some random topic. I'd be like, oh, military spending. And we'd discuss oh, this yes. for five hours from 7 p.m. or 6.30 yeah. to like 12.30. We would 30. ruin everyone's dinner. It, Your it dad terrib- would be like, guys, stop. Yeah, this like is my, enough. And, and uh, Ebony and I were like, enjoyed it. Like we had fun. We were just I kind love of, debate. We were just, I was like, oh, this, this, and this. And, and then <laughs> she'd be like, oh, Jolie, that. Jolie, your sister and I would. They, they would just be in a different your world. Your sister and I would just cringe and be like. I know. No, yeah, you guys would just walk in front of debating. us. And like, I knew it was coming because it was too quiet of a walk. And then you would creep up next to me and I'm like, here we go. I'm like, we're going. And you're going to just say, you just used to say one statement. And I'm like, uh, cool. What do you think of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And it just never ends. The debate will never end. Yeah, so we have to do that again. Both of you are so stubborn, and both of you do not want to lose. Yeah, that's fair. No, yeah, I won't lose. I won't lose. I'll try to learn something to prove my point, but that's fair. We'll have to have you back on for like a fun debate or something. Thank you so much, Cole, for being here with us. Thank you, TikTok, for having me, too. Yeah. Cole, give yourself a round of applause. Yeah. Well, a round of applause to you guys for being able to set this all up. I mean, thank you. you.